welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. I am so excited to welcome back Amina Akhtar because... Um, she is one of my favorites, and Kismet, um, which I believe was the last book we talked about, it was, was one the last of, book, yeah. So good it was is still one of my favorite books of, um, like I guess all time. Honestly, I have to say, like, wow. yeah. Wow. If I'm hold on, know, I'm gonna send that to my my publisher really fast. Hold up, <laughs> do it, do it. Um, for for real though, you know, it's it's one of those books that really just stuck with me because it was so clever, so much fun, scary, a little bit, you know, a little bit of mystery. I loved everything about it, um, and that is also the reason why I know what a, a, a Havelina is. Thank yes, you. yes. Um, yes. And as soon as I heard that Amina's new book, Almost Surely Dead, was out, and um, the publicists were like, hey, yeah, it has the most beautiful cover, by the way. It does. Like, it I does. can't even begin. I take no credit you. for it. The designer is this wonderful woman on Instagram, and she does the most beautiful covers. I'm just so thankful. They do, they do good covers for me. They really do. They really, really do. Yeah. And, like, again, like, I just wanted to, this is another one I just wanted to, like, drink this cover. It was so good. Um, I know. Um and I was like, yes, please, let's do this. I totally yes. want to Amina again. I want to read this book. So um, yeah, talk to me about Almost Surely Dead because this is another really, really good one. It's definitely going to be an automatic staff pick. And it was a departure, but it had like, it was still- It's a little good. different, guys. Yeah, this but- is going to be everything that you think you know about anything is different in this world. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It was it was really really good. Um, it had a really good characters. It had some really great um lore, and it was gorgeous. So talk talk to us about it a little bit. So, I always feel like the way to start talking about this book is why I wrote it, which is there's a lot of um folklore in this about jit, you know, which is where for anyone who's not familiar, you know, Aladdin, you know what genies are genies in theory were that's what gin are but there's there's like no magic lamp and i grew up in um much like the main character this is a very personal book like i just ripped from my life and stuck it in here minus murders guys there's i i have not murdered anybody so minus that um my dad used to tell me these wild stories about gin growing up I mean, from the time I was a toddler on, he would tell me how he had a gin in his house. Like, it is just one of those, you know, I'm trying to think the equivalent, you know, in in an American life would be believing in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, right? Except that gin don't always bring you presents, right? So I was like, I want to do a story about this woman who um, might be haunted, but might be going crazy. And we're not, as the reader, quite sure which it is. So it starts with this lovely girl named Dunya who uh, almost gets pushed in front of the New York subway. And that's like the opening, the opening scene, nice and dramatic because living in New York for 20 years had put that fear inside of me. Um, So, and as she's trying to like come to grips, like who is this person? Why do you want to kill me? What's going on? Um, you know, she starts to unravel because he, that person was not the only one who wanted to kill her. 
And at the same time, her mental health was going because all these weird, spooky things were happening. Um, and it's told in three timelines, not to get so complicated, but there's Dunya in her present day. There's Dunya when she's five and she's and you're learning about the lore that her dad would tell her. And then there's a podcast in the future that's trying to find her because she's disappeared. And we know she's disappeared, but we have to wait for it to play out to figure out why she disappeared. So that's the book in, a, in, in my not so elevator pitch. <laughs> it's really cool. And the whole, um, the triad of timelines and just different mm -hmm. narratives were really interesting because it just kind of gave different perspectives um, for, for what was going on. And, you know, it really, it, it really, I have to say, like it did throw me for a loop a few times. I really was not sure where it was going. Oh, you know what? As I was reading it, neither was I. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to ask. I, was I, going to ask, did you, I rewrote this so many times. I blew, I missed my deadline by six months while I was writing it, trying to get it done. But at the same time, the story, you know, will take its time and, and will do what it wants. And I'd broken my finger and I couldn't use one of my hands. And it was just like, how am I supposed to get this book done? Um, and I'm still kind of amazed I did. I'm sure that there are things in here that had I had more, you know, put it down and come back six months later, which I sometimes like to do um, when I'm not on deadline. And then you find all the things that you can fix, but I didn't, I, I don't have that. But um, yeah, I, you know, what helped is I read Matt Bell's book about revisions, right? Was it never, never be done? Never, I can't remember the title, Matt, I'm sorry. As I was revising this and I was sitting there going, oh, he's right. So what I did, I'd originally put all the timelines together. I basically unbraided it. Right. So I only wrote one timeline straight through, then the next timeline. And, the, and then I kind of went through and braided it together so that I could make sure that the events lined up. Um, it was a lot of work. <laughs> I've decided my next book is going to be very simple. Very, very simple book. One timeline. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, but it still worked really, really well. And um, I thought Dunya was a very interesting character. Um, and I really like uh, Dunya, right? Yeah, Dunya. 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 Dunya actually... really does mean cilantro. Yes, that's what I was going to actually. It's so funny you said that because as soon <laughs> as I came out of my mouth, I'm like, it's not oh, I did it wrong. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But it's, it's there's other running joke is her name is Dunya, which means the world. And um everybody calls her Dunya, which actually is the word for cilantro and Urdu. So it was just like a running joke for me to put that in because it made me laugh. Um because most of the books I write, if something makes me laugh, it's going in. You know, that's that's just how I, I do it. Yeah, um, I, I I loved it. And, you know, it did add sort of like sometimes when you're reading a book and you have something like that in it, it just sort of adds to just the feel like, you know, the tangibility of the world, because if there wasn't any of that in it, it just wouldn't feel it mm. wouldn't feel like something you can touch, something you can like be in. And especially if you're writing something like this, which has a mystery and a supernatural possible, possible supernatural edge to possible. it. You know, you're, possible. You're not sure. Well, I feel like every, every yeah. ghost story that you hear from somebody would say, this is a true story. And look, I'm a believer because I've had my own experiences, but I don't expect other people to be believers. But there's always the moment when you're sitting there, you're going, am I going crazy? Is this stuff actually happening? It's never like the movie where, you know, all the chairs are moving around and everything's all, free. it's never like that. It's usually like just enough weird stuff happening that you're like, 
Oh, maybe, maybe that I'm, maybe there's a ghost. I don't know. So I really wanted it to be that sort of like, maybe she is, maybe she's just losing her mind because her mom has died. This is, you know, her backstory is that her mom has just died. So she's in grief, but she's trying to, you know, she has no idea who her mother really was. And she's trying to get and come to terms because they had a bad relationship, um, which is, you know, as the book, you kind of start to figure out why. And she's ended a relationship with a, a former fiance. So she's really going through this insanely grieving moment. And I kind of feel like when you're at that lowest moment in life is if you're going to be haunted, that's when it's going to happen. You know, like that's, that's it. That's, I don't know why I don't know the rules, but I feel like that's kind of how it works. Well, I think you, you, you really hit on something because when things like that are happening, um, you know, and this is kind of coming from my own perspective now, so please forgive me if I'm piling my own perspective on, but you already, you already are haunted at that point mm-hmm. in a way, like you're not, um, you're, you're, you are looking for. It's more like, are you, are you going to accept it and say, okay, yeah, this is happening? Or are you going to try to be logical and, and, and science your way out of it? even if that's not what the case is, you know, and you, you can't. Um, so yeah. part of it is that Dunya is a sleepwalker. I just like holding up my cover. And I'm a, I'm a terrible sleepwalker. Like I, I still sleepwalk as an adult. Um, I thankfully have never left my house because the Havelinas are outside. <laughs> yeah, that would, that, real, that would be yeah. really, really bad. You can't be outside my house at night. Um, when I... There were there were some true experiences that I put in the book that had happened. And this is a story I like to tell. It's it's a weird, it was one of those moments where I was like, am I haunted? I'm in this, you know, high-rise apartment building I had. I love this apartment. You know, it was great. I always put all my New York characters in this apartment. I love it so much. Um, and my mom had passed. And then I noticed Beanie, the lovely dog in the painting, who's snoozing next to me kept staring at like the white walls just staring as I hadn't decorated above my bed and she just kept staring and I was like oh is there a bug is there a bug? and then she starts pinning her ears back all terrified so I'm like okay so I literally just put a blanket over her head because I'm like I don't I don't I can't do I don't know what's happening I, I use your words beanie um and then I realized I was sleepwalking every single night and I've never sleepwalked every night I sleepwalk a couple times a month maybe like not it's not you know every night show here you know <laughs> so I was sleepwalking every night and I was doing what Dunia does which is I would run into my living room or into the closet to find there's something in my house that didn't belong and I had to get it out and I was doing this for weeks and weeks and weeks and I and I was like all right this is getting really 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 weird and I'm and I can't remember if I put this part in because I've done so many uh versions of this book um but there was a dream I had where if I went into my bathroom and I took a picture in the flash with in the mirror without the lights on, I would see what's been coming into my apartment. And I, I did not do that because that is how you die in a horror movie. And I was not ready to die. <laughs> so, but the weird part was, as I go to work one day and I'm talking to my, my coworkers and I'm like, it's so weird. I think I have a closet monster. Like it's, this is insane. Right. And my phone rings and it's this psychic guy I had gone to dinner with um, as like a PR thing. Like in, in fashion world, they always bring a a, um, a tarot card reader, a psychic, an astrologer. They're always just there at your dinners. Right? I don't, I have zero explanation for why. That's just how the fashion world was. And he's like, listen, we had 
dinner like six months ago. You don't remember me. I'm like, no, I do, I do. You know, it was nice dinner or whatever. I love that guy. And he's like, I uh, have to get inside your apartment. My spirit guides are telling me that there's something inside your apartment and I have to get in there now. And I just literally just dropped the phone because nobody knew this was happening. It's, you know, I was just like, what? So I was like, right, okay. I mean, and it was free. It wasn't even like it was a scam. You know, he was, he came for free to do all this stuff to my apartment. And I was just sitting there like, I have to move. <laughs> this is but after he was done, the sleepwalking stopped. And I was like, okay. And, you know, he was telling me it was coming from a different person in my building that something was attached to. It was coming through my bathroom, which is where I was supposed to take the picture. I know. I didn't have that whole scene in the book because I had psychics and kismet. And it was, like, right, you know, right, you can't, right. you didn't want to, I didn't want to do, oh, double it. But, but so that whole thing had obviously stuck with me because I was like, what the hell? What like I, I to this day don't understand if it was a thing, if it was just me having a mental breakdown and some psychic realizing. I don't know. It was just this moment. And so that is partially where the Dunya set. So when you're reading this, it's like those horror movies that say based on a true story and there's like those nuggets of truth. That's all true story there. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, never that, sleep over at my house. Well, that is way scarier than most of the true story stuff that the horror movies based on. Because usually, I, right? usually get stuff like, oh, there was a person in this house and they died. And yeah, or the lights went out once. Ooh, you know, this is like, oh no, they think there's a demon coming into your bathroom. And I'm like, oh. And then, oh wait the weirdest part huh. though he so he would somehow use kinesiology like like lifting your arm up yes or no i don't understand how that works right and he's like oh by the way there's a message for your mom here and it was like on my bookshelves now i just want to show you my messy messy bookshelf so you understand how i do not organize okay not at all right it's all just piled up there i'm not an organized human being so he's using my arm to find the shelf and then the book and then the page. And he pulls out this book by Camus from like 20 years earlier that I literally haven't read in decades. And he finds his page and he looks at me and he's like, I'm so sorry, but um, you're supposed to read this line. I'm like, okay. And I swear to God, it said, yes, it would be a pleasure to see my mother again. And I was like, okay, okay, we're done. We're done. I don't know who you are. You're like the little lady in Poltergeist. I have no idea what's happening, but this is insane. So that was the precursor to getting Dunia. It was that experience. Um, yeah. Wild. Oh, my goodness. I know. Wow. You know, first of all, I have to say, I don't think, and I apologize if I'm, if I'm, if I have, or, if, you know, maybe someone hasn't told me, I don't think I've ever met anybody who's really sleepwalked before oh, and i yeah, found that a really good um that was a really nice layer to just the story in general See, to me sleepwalking is normal like the amount of times i wake up next to my bed um my sister as a I think sister the sister in the book nadia is based a lot on my sister because she used to have to wake up as a child with me just standing at her bed watching her in my sleep which honest to god is the creepiest little thing in the entire world um i don't know how she didn't murder me because i would have um but she used to have to get me back into bed because i would just watch i was i i think i was so scared um she was going to be possessed by the exorcist the devil that i was going to have to share a room with her so i would watch her in my sleep that was like my thinking as a toddler 
So I want to ask a little bit about some of the other characters. You know, Dunya has yes. um, Dunya has like her best friend, which is um, you know, and then there's um Liz who kind of pops into her life. Liz Small. No, for Liz yeah. Small is like um based on Liz Little, but the uh, the author, but the opposite of Liz, because Liz is amazing. And I was like, Liz, I want to put you in this book, but it's gonna be like your opposite person. <laughs> So let me do that. So shout out to Liz for letting me do that. Um, yeah. So her best friend is Kendra and Kendra. So Kendra and Dunya met in pharmacy school. Um, so Dunya is a pharmacist and uh, Kendra used that degree to start her own beauty company, which is, you know, chemist science based. And and her whole thing is, you know, obviously for, for darker brown skin, because Kendra's black, Dunya's brown. And then um, a, an investor in Kendra's, um, company sorry i have long covid so if i get out of breath please excuse me um <laughs> so liz is an investor in kendra's company and kendra's like listen she saw you in the paper about almost dying on the subway and she really wants to meet you which honestly i think is weird but whatever and you know they're like okay you know Danielle's like let me let me you know this is her best friend so of course she's gonna help and so she meets liz and her life kind of goes even crazier with the addition of liz who is this very wealthy not I don't want to say narcissistic woman but you know she's she's never had people say no to her you know and there's definitely that type of person in New York who's always been wealthy and can get into any door and, and that's that and that's that's Liz Little um and then there's other characters that show up like Nadia the sister um and uh, so their podcast chapters, you start hearing the other characters and, and their perspectives on situations because you can see that Dunya's perspective is very, very skewed at this point. Um, she's an unreliable narrator to herself. So it's sort of like there's her side of the story, there's their side of the story, and then there's the truth. And so you, you as the reader have to try to figure out where the truth lies because you're hearing two very different you know, descriptions of what has happened. Yeah. And, um, you know, but then at the same time, like these podcasts, um, you know, um, Danielle and Amanda, they're not like, you know, they're not necessarily the most reliable either. No, and, like, the, they're and not. They're not. The people, <laughs> so I, I yeah. love that there are some great true crime podcasts out there. You know, obviously the work that Rabia Chaudhry does, um, Catherine Townsend, who's you know, a licensed investigator, people who are literally working, you know, with the courts. Uh, yes. But there is a whole ton or there are a whole lot of more podcasts out there that's just like a random schmoes being like i am going to solve this and get myself a netflix deal and that's basically what these two girls are doing they're like we're gonna solve this and they are not um they're not very empathetic and they're not impartial to begin with right because they're already like what's up with her you know is is it because she is muslim is there this what's going on with her and everyone's like no that, that had nothing to do with it what are you talking about so it's and then you know they're talking to her ex and they're of course really charmed by him you know and you know, so it, her I, I use them as like a comic a comic moment because i like to have uh, i like to have moments of laughter in these books because otherwise i feel like it can be really heavy um but also like further the plot by letting you know who's been arrested or who's being investigated or or what and so that was very helpful um and then they're also trying to find dunya so they're putting out merchandise like with her head on it you know? <laughs> it's, it's i like, just rolled my uh, eyes because it is very mm -hmm. eye rollable <laughs> yeah yeah so there was a lot of making fun of at, at podcasts you know um 
let's just say that the, the one in the book are, is the way to not do a podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I liked, um, I, I really liked just kind of hearing um, also about, you know, just Dunya's, uh, Dunya's family. Now I'm doing it. I'm sorry. Dunya's family. Um, and, um, you know, just her relationship with her mother and her sister and her father yeah. is yeah. very painful to, to just sort of go back. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I and I, I don't, this might be spoilery. So if anyone knows when we spoiled, please. Agree. My thinking was, you know, I don't know if every parent, person has this experience with their parents. I think if you're lucky enough to have good, caring, present parents, which I was, uh, there's a moment you hit as an adult where you're like, oh my God, they were right. They were right about X, Y, Z. I was so wrong. Oh my God. And I was I wanted Dunya to get there. I wanted her to figure out, you know, and I don't want to say what her mom might have been right about, but, you know, there is, there is, before her mom has died, there has been, you know, this estrangement between her and her mother and also her sister, because they do partially blame her for her father dying, um, which happened when Dunya was little. And then you start to think, well, why would anyone blame the, a baby? And then you're like, Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I really wanted that moment to have like almost a redemption arc in, in their family, you know, where they're they're healing things, even if people are dead. It was really interesting. I mean, I, I have to say it was really, really interesting. Um, I, I don't know how else to say it other than that. Um, yeah. Family uh, dynamics, I, creepy, I creepy things. <laughs> yes. Podcasts, I have it all. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want, I don't want to give it away because it was very yeah. Yeah, very interesting but um yeah. and, and then i just wanted to talk a little bit about um the um mysterious man who kind of comes into her life zabir i zabir. love zabir I, he was actually i love him i, I really like zabir too um i needed I, I, a character who could explain what jinn were to right. people from outside the culture um, and I, cause I, I didn't want it to be like, here's a Wikipedia entry and like, here you go, you know? So I thought, well, what better than having a, uh, professor of, you know, South Asian studies and also myth, you know, myths and folklore, you know, talk about it in a way that was, you know, easy to understand. Um, so I thought that would make sense. And then as I was, and so that was his original use for him. But then as I was writing him and writing him, I'm like, Oh, there's chemistry <laughs> between him and Dunya. Interesting. So, you know, it, it's it's also, to me, it was interesting seeing this character who has estranged herself from her culture, you know, deliberately set herself away from it because she felt she was given the boot from it and to find herself coming back to it via Zabir. Um, and, and the way he also talks to her about it and is not judgmental, I think anybody who has grown up, you know, uh, as an immigrant child, you kind of feel like you're stuck between two worlds sometimes um, and, and you don't know which side you're supposed to be putting more weight into. And some of us don't do a good job at balancing it, you know. And so then as an adult, you're like, I wish I had. I wish I'd been part of that more. I wish I I wish I could go back and, and learn things more than I did as a child. So it, it's sort of like Junior making up for all the, the time that she didn't. Yeah, I thought that that was really um, just really cool. And I loved him. I really did. Like, 
you know, can't he be real? Oh, he really should be. And, you know, know. and and I want to talk about him, the more it just delves too much into spoilery stuff. And I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But um, all I can say is I was I, I, I don't I don't know if I I feel like he's my foray into romantic thrillery thing because the next one I'm working on is going to be looking at the whole wedding obsession in in the Pakistani culture and so I have to with with lots of dead bodies don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not doing a rom-com this is a movie you know yeah yeah um I, I, I don't know how to write a rom-com. I wish, I really wish I had those skills. I, I don't. So I feel like Zabir is me dipping my toes in to be like, okay, can I write a couple? Can I write a nice guy? Can I, you know, like, how do I do that? So the, he he was my my test. And so hopefully the next book, I can get some good relationship stuff in there. I Try. mean, if the book is romantic and it has some funny moments yeah. in it, can we consider it a rom-com-ish? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I think it takes real talent to write romances and, and, and rom-com because you have to get these people who might hate each other to love each other and make it believable. Whereas I'm like, just kill them. Just kill them. It's a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, to, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm you know, I, I listen, I'm in your camp, but I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, it's, it's well, like, well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Because, you know, every book you write, you, you learn from it, you know, and you're like, okay, I can do this. So now I'm like, taking what I learned from writing this one to to, to the next one, you know, and hoping I get it right. Well, I want to thank you so much. Um, When does this book come out? February 1st. It is also, uh, so February 1st, I'm in New York. I'll be doing an event um, at PT Knitwear. And if you are uh, an Amazon Prime Reads member, um, I don't know when this airs, but it, all, the whole month of January, you can get it for free on Kindle if you're a Prime Now reader. Um, but yeah, February 1st, I'm very excited. It's going to be nice and spooky because Halloween should be year round. <laughs> so this Halloween, will be should, Halloween should it be should. Yeah, It should. Yeah. So, There's never but I, lo- I love that people don't expect that this is going to be a really scary kind of um, verging on horror. So it's going yeah. to be interesting to see people's reaction to that. Well, I certainly hope they love it. Um, Thank you. And um, it got um, it's a it's uh, one of Mindy Collings picks. Yeah, it, well, it's uh, out of her book imprint. Oh. She is my publisher. Yes, that's amazing. You know, I, I know. Should, yeah, that is that is amazing. Yeah. I love her. I love that she is, you know, she's she's made these huge strides and, you know, broken the glass ceiling, opened doors, but then she's holding the door open for others, you know, yes. which you don't see that often. And and maybe coming from fashion, I have a different perspective because there were no doors being held open for anybody there, right? So it's it's a, it was a very different world. But that somebody of her caliber is like, hey, I love these writers. I want to give them a platform. Um, because as, as a writer of color, it is, it's hard to get, you know, foot in the door. It's even, you yeah. know, I feel like it, we have a lot more challenges and it can be, you know, just, you feel like you're, you're Sisyphus at this point. You know what I mean? Like you're doing a stuff, it feels futile because you're not getting the response, even though you're putting the work in. So it's really gratifying to have somebody like Mindy Kaling come along and say, you know what, I'm going to use my fame and my connections to get these great books out like you know with Sonali Dev and Lauren Thompson's books and it was it's amazing I, I think what she does is su- such like an incredible use of fame and and power 
Well, check it out. Um, Almost Surely Dead is so good. Um, And check out Amina's other books, too, because <laughs> they are um great. I mean, honestly, like I said, like, I was hooked. The minute I read Kismet, I was hooked. And you're fun to talk to. And this book is great. And please come back and talk to us about the next I one. I will. You know, listen, I'm going as fast as I can with this next one. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be on there soon. <laughs> Lots of blood, dead bodies, and some romance, and maybe some comedy. Yeah, maybe some wedding. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. A wedding. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. All right. <laughs> thank is- you so much. <laughs> this is Jessica with Sayas at Libraries from the Podcast. Um, thank you so, so much to... Um, Amina Akhtar, our amazing author, and we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.